Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everybody. My name is Janessa Barry, and our show today is Talking Heads. And Talking Heads is, is part of the USA Global TV and radio platform. There are many authorities who talk on Talking Heads on a weekly basis. And that, that is when uh, expert presenters talk about topics that uh, are in, uh, really interesting and engaging, and uh, you can learn a lot from them. And that, that makes me an expert presenter today on today's topic, which is the synergizing of our bodies, our health, and our emotions. And for those of you who have been following my other episodes on all of this, we've talked about uh, the polarization of our thoughts and our feelings, of making our positive side of who we are more important than our negative side, and trying to eliminate the negative side when they're all part of being human. And being able to manage and love your negative side and understand its value and being able to manage and love your positive side and understand where as much as it is valuable, it has disservice. When you can see both sides of that spectrum, then an unbelievable depth of understanding and acceptance, self-acceptance, spontaneously steps in on a conscious, but especially on an unconscious level. And it it's blown me away. Each time I apply this technique, different conversations come out of, of my mouth. Now, today takes this whole idea, or well, not an idea, it's a, it's a fact, but takes this whole fact one step further, because if we go to our medical stance, uh, our medical fraternity stance is that people suffering from disease, uh, and by the way, dis-ease, dis-ease means not being at ease with yourself, that's the true meaning of disease, that they're needing to be fixed, that they're broken. But nowadays, finding the cause rather than treating the symptom is becoming more and more popular with people as they face medical challenges. And it's made being ill more about an investigation and a journey and subsequent understanding of what it is that's caused that disease rather than just treating it more holistic approach. And I feel very passionate about this. I I suffered over 20, in fact, it's 23 years ago, on the 4th of July, 23 years ago this year, I was operated on and found to have uh, stage one cancer, but it was grade three. It was moving like a bushfire. And that pushed me into starting to study where that disease was sitting in me. Where was I not feeling at ease with myself? So 
uh, understanding how our thoughts affect our lives has become the more popular way of looking at life in recent years, as I did 23 years ago. And the positive thinking industry has dominated this approach for nearly 70 years. The missing part to this is that our thoughts and emotions are not separate. They're, they're inextricably interconnected. And this has resulted in our emotions becoming marginalized in the belief that we only need to think right to achieve a perfect life. If you think it and you're positive and you're thinking the right way, then everything will be all right. But the thing is, when, you're burying, when we're burying our feelings, our emotions, it creates a bipolar scenario where we pride ourselves in thinking positively, which becomes a one-sided reality, and then feeling guilty and ashamed whenever we feel emotionally challenged, the opposite one-sided reality. And when we bring our thoughts and emotions into manageability by appreciating and powerfully embracing both our thoughts and emotions, we can then operate from a place of centered actuality. Because you see, one of the most delicious things I've learned from having had that cancer 23 years ago is that my body is a messenger. Our bodies are messengers. They let us know where our emotional imbalance, where our disease is sitting or is situated by displaying signs that, our part, that that part of our body is holding that angst, where our disabled emotions have been stored. So the body goes, okay, there's just too much going on in this part of the body. So I'm going to give a sign to show that it's time to deal with the emotional attachment to where that's been stored. And in our judgment of disease, the belief that it requires to be eliminated and serves no purpose, a war is created to fight disease into oblivion. It's already we're fighting disease uh, and that's why, by way of example, phrases like fighting cancer are regularly used. The moment I changed my stance and whenever anything starts showing itself up in my life, then I instead of going, oh, I've got to fight this and get rid of it and there's something wrong with me and I'm incomplete and this isn't, it isn't appropriate and I shouldn't be dealing with this because it makes me not good enough instead of that. My conversation now goes into, okay, I'm experiencing this right now. So what's the emotional attachment to, to this? So whichever part of my body is happening in, I go to that part of the body and see what my body is telling me that I, I would be wise to embrace and listen to and listen to my feelings and, and, and thoughts in that part of my body. And it's wise to search and secure that root cause of the disease rather than just fighting symptoms. And by honoring and listening to our body's messenger systems, we can then release judgment of our diseases and appreciate how they're equally serving us. And we then can become whole because that judgment becomes an open-hearted discernment rather than a, a, a critical um, outlook. So it's not about getting rid of the disease, it's about managing it and looking for the hidden gift or the hidden message that's within it. 
So an example is more recently, because I hardly ever get ill anymore. Uh, since, since I've worked out what actually created my cancer to begin with, which, by the way, was about sexual abuse I, re, I experienced at the age of seven. And I buried it in the very part that I got cancer, which was in my uterus. So once I had understood that and understood the hidden gift in it, the hidden gift in having been sexually abused doesn't mean that the person that sexually abused me shouldn't be called out. And that's a process that's in motion as we speak. But I was able to understand, ah, I had put all that angst and all that dis-ease into my uterus, had four children, but noticed that there were always extremes in my uterus, always, 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 and now being able to bring that into manageability. So more recently, in the last five to, to six years, I've noticed a lot of symptoms kicking in. And in my research and speaking to doctors and specialists, what I wasn't told at the time that I was treated for this cancer was that there's a fallout that can kick in 15 to 20 years after you've had had the treatment. And uh, so it's been a really interesting journey as I've learned how to deal it. And sometimes I don't deal with it because it's quite messy and, and, and uncomfortable and, and challenging what I have to deal with, with my bowel, by way of example, which got extremely burnt by, by radiation treatment. But when it starts happening, I know that there's also an emotional attachment that's triggering it. And then I can sit down and work on the emotions and then it quietens down the bowel side of the, the after effects of radiation treatment. More recently, I've been having problems with my left knee and knee is very much about ego and control. And the left side, if you're right handed, is your feminine side and your right side is your masculine side. If you're left handed, it's reversed. So what's this about my ego and, and control on a feminine basis? And I, I've been working through that during the course of this year because I had to even give up seeing ballet for a little while. And now it's come become manageable again and my knee's okay. Then in the last few weeks, just before I did the cycle ride that some of you might know, I did a, a, a fundraising cycle ride through a game park. My right foot started giving me incredible pain, rather like when you hit your elbow and, and your funny bone and th that pain in your bone. It was that feeling and I couldn't work out what it was. And so, first of all, I needed to identify what it was and then find out what my emotional attachment was to that. And eventually, the night before, the night before I was supposed to ride, I nearly cancelled and it didn't go. And I was running this whole fundraising. The night before, a very special friend of mine managed to find out what it was through somebody else who's had the same cancer as I. And it's the radiation after effects on my spine, on the base of my spine. And so this person has had um, quite a few years of dealing with these unbelievably different pains. And so the moment I knew what it was, I could start working on that. And then we got the appropriate drug to help deal with that nerve connection between my spine and right foot. And the right foot is about stepping forward with feeling assured. 
So I was able to look at that and go, where am I not feeling quite assured? And the moment I did that, I, I was able to taking that drug whereas the person who very kindly led me to this drug because they've been dealing with the same after effects after radiation treatment they're they're still taking it i've been able to cut back on that drug as i dealt with my dis-ease on on stepping forward on the masculine side of of myself and making a difference I'm, I'm leaving a big legacy here and a legacy is very masculine driven so I was able to deal with it and 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 the pain comes and goes very gently every now and and then and when it does I'm able to to manage it from that place of dealing with my emotions and and what is actually happening rather than my perception of what is happening. The other thing that I wanted to share with you in terms of disease and, and our bodies and our minds and, and our feelings is being accident prone. Have you noticed how a friend or a friend you know who is or are always accident prone do you have have you have got friends like that I certainly have and of course we all have those days where you you feel more accident prone than on other days you wake up and you know you're dropping everything and and you're not quite there and with it and have you noticed how once you get your thoughts and feelings into order and you're feeling more centered, it makes you less open to hurting yourself? And so once again, when extreme charges of negative thoughts and emotions manifest within us, they control us and we feel out of control. So working this process to bring our overwhelming thoughts and emotions into centered presence enables us to bring our dis-ease about and within ourselves about and within ourselves into open-hearted and centered manageability. So I'm going to give you again just the overview of the questions that I ask myself when this is happening to me. So I'm going to remind you again, this isn't about getting rid of disease. This isn't about getting rid of being accident prone. That's not what it's about, because we're always going to have times where we're not at ease with ourselves. We're always going to have times where we wake up and feel not quite in tune and we're dropping everything and tripping over everything. And that's life. That's part of learning to balance and appreciate what isn't working as much as what is and what isn't working, how it serves us. So this isn't about saying, okay, if I apply these, then I don't ever have to worry about feeling ill at ease or, or being accident prone. Not so. It will always happen. It's not getting rid of what's happening. It's how we handle it that is the key. And that's what I'm going to give you now is the, the, the very basic exercises. It really helps to have somebody coach you through with them. And this is where... All my clients love it because they hop onto a call with me and I help them work it through. Because sometimes answering these questions have a, has a block attached to it that needs a, a, a little extra nudging and perhaps a different way of asking it. And when I go intuitively into where that block is, I'm able to ask the question differently. But this is a help. And just by 
taking these basic exercises, whatever you might be dealing with right now will already start to shift. Of that, I can assure you. So the first thing you're going to do is list any illness or injury or disease that you're currently dealing with in your life and choose the one that's presenting the greatest challenge to you now in this space time. And then you're going to sit and define your current emotions attached to that affliction or illness you're currently deal, dealing with. And again, this is when you might need me. It can be a little bit blocked. You're going, I can't think of anything. So you'd start that question by saying, I'm currently feeling. So when I started with my foot and aching, I'm currently feeling overwhelmed that what I'm doing is so much bigger than me that it's painful to step forward. It's painful to do, take the next step without feeling overwhelmed. That is where I got to. So the limiting trait to that, because we attach traits to what we're feeling. So we get the feeling story written down. Then we peel that story away and go to the perceived limiting trait. So the perceived limiting trait was actually not good enough. That's where I was sitting, not good enough to do this. And the other opposite trait was good enough. So you define what trait is attached to that emotional perception you have. And then you start listing where experiencing this challenge is serving you in all seven areas. And in fact, actually, one, one step before that, list where it's not serving you, because you can do that list very, very easily by feeling I can't step forward. It's stopping me from doing this with my family. It's stopping me from believing in that or the other person or this situation or in myself. It's stopping me from stepping forward more spontaneously in my friendships. It's stopping me flowing with my money. It's stopping me flowing with my work. List where it's stopping you by feeling this emotion. And then you do the opposite side where you start listing where experiencing, experiencing this limitation. What's it pushing you to do? So you would start saying, what skills what techniques, what experience and exposure is it giving you that if this wasn't happening, you would be lacking? So an example is I had this really sore right foot the night before. So what did it give me? It gave me the ability to push and realize where my limiting beliefs were still. And I had hidden them. So my right foot started showing me, it became my messenger, where my disease was sitting. It then enabled a very special friend to feel valued and valuable in trying to help me solve the challenge that I was experiencing. So they felt validated and we drew closer than ever before. And that would have been missing if I hadn't had my right foot hurting me. Then I was able to reach out to, to the person who was experiencing. So I now had somebody who was able to help me understand what I was going through. And there was a rapport there. So a new connection and rapport was built through this adversity that would be missing if I hadn't had my right foot give me such a lot of trouble. Um, and then it pushed me physically to start taking something to, to at least uh, shift the pain 
And uh, I also did what's called Feldenkrais. Some of you might know about it. I had a Feldenkrais session. And then I was able to become more and more in tune with my body physically as I felt the pain come on, dealt with the emotion, and the pain subsided more easily. And that helped me validate just how powerful my combination of thoughts, emotions, and body is. What an amazing power that is that I can shift that pain through doing that. So it validated who I am. Then it pushed me into changing my, my moving forward plan in all that I'm doing in creating this legacy and getting softer with myself. I realized my masculine side was saying, not soon enough, not quick enough, not good enough. That was the silent conversation I was running. So I was able to take that work and soften it in preparation for World Jenny's Day, which is coming up soon, which some of you may have heard about. So I was able to soften that. So if my foot had not hurt, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And it certainly shifted the way I'm juggling. Obviously, all of this, this legacy comes with great cost, and it's not always available on the monetary side at the time that we need it. So it helped me to replan. So I was using reevaluation renegotiation, re, um, re, what's the word I'm wanting, being able to uh, um, uh, look at things in a new way, a new way to express myself. So new forms of communication, listening differently. Uh, it certainly sharpened my ability to be um, uh, intuitive. My intuitive skills got sharpened. So there's a whole list of skills, techniques, experience, and exposure that serve me in dealing with this particular affliction with my foot. And once I had, I had a very easy what isn't this it, it stop what is this stopping me from doing and where isn't it serving? Easy to do. But the moment I brought this in, I was able to go, oh, okay, so as much as I prefer not to have this pain in my foot, this is what it's giving me, and I'm so thankful for that. And that helps you to relax, and, of course, my foot got even better after that. So uh, that basically, in a nutshell, gives you what being able to deal with your disease or your, your accident proneness will help you to feel. And if you'd like to know more about how to, to do this, I mean, I've had so many clients all over the world saying, I can't believe I had somebody who had a hockey in, uh, injury um, and regularly their foot, their, their, their right foot, just they couldn't stand on it. And they were keen, keen hockey, still are keen hockey players. The moment they got to the attachment of what that disease was, they're now playing hockey pain-free. And that is the miracle of disease being cured. That is the miracle, by the way, if I go on a spiritual side, that Christ consciousness and Christ teachings talks about. When you shift your internal belief system through your emotions, your thoughts, and your body, and you bring them into synergy, miracles happen. I look forward to sharing more with you this time next week as we move into the next episode 
of Talking Heads. And next week is something that I know so many of us have to deal with at some time in our, our lives. And that's dealing with intimidation or bullying. Bullying as a child, and it feels more like intimidation as an adult if we uh, label it more in a more sophisticated way. But we're going to deal with that next week. I look forward to sharing with that with you. And I want to thank you for your attention and interest today. I would dearly love your feedback. Please feel free to contact me at Janetta at theepiphanyprocess.com and, and ask me any questions or any guidance. Uh, I, it would be an honor and privilege to, to help you through. I want to ask you to please do subscribe to our USA Global TV YouTube channel. You can find all of our Talking Heads episodes in this channel under the playlist titled Talking Heads 2022. And there is a mine of information there for you to connect with and learn so much more, give you such insight on, on subjects that you possibly didn't think even interested you and will interest you when you get into them. And please, again, as I say, do reach out to me if I may be of service to you. Uh, Theepiphanyprocess.com is the other place you can have a look at what we do and what we've achieved in the past. And looking forward to having you with me this time next week as I send you lots and lots of love. Thank you.